welcome to The Improvement Project, a podcast about being a better human through good habits, challenging yourself, learning from a wide range of experts, and celebrating all of the little wins along the way. I'm Dr. Peggy Malone, a healthcare provider and human being trying my best to be better and encouraging others to do the same. I'm in London, Ontario, Canada. After 18 years of working with patients to help them take on better habits for health and wellness, as well as a year of personal monthly habit challenges, I've learned how our daily choices impact and ultimately create our lives. So I'm getting intentional about my habits and routines, and I'm hoping to inspire you to become more disciplined, more consistent, happier, healthier, more productive, and overall your own best self. Today's episode is episode 139 of the Improvement Project podcast, and today I want to discuss how your identity is wrapped up in your habits. Contrary to popular belief, habits are more about who you are being than what you are doing. What exactly do I mean by that? Well, The most important thing to focus on when you are creating a new habit or making any major change or upgrade in your life is your identity. You need to shift your identity to match the habits that you're adopting. One of the main reasons that we fail to stick to new good habits and ditch bad habits is that we focus on changing the action, what we are doing, without also making sure to embrace this habit as a new and powerful form of our identity, who we are being. My online pretend best friend, James Clear, as usual, does a great job explaining this concept. He says we stay stuck in the habits that we don't want because we are focusing on trying to change the wrong thing. To explain, he describes three levels at which change can occur, and he encourages you to think about the levels as layers of an onion. So the first layer is about changing your outcomes. This level is is about changing your results. So most of the goals that we set are associated with this level of change. So think about examples like losing weight or writing a book or winning the championship. They are all goals. The second layer is about changing your process. This level is about changing your habits or systems. Examples of this are implementing a new routine at the gym or decluttering your desk for better workflow or incorporating a meditation practice into your morning routine. So most healthy habits that you already have locked in are related to some process or system or routine that you already have in place. So we've talked in the past on the podcast about goals versus systems, and these first two levels that James Clear talks about really explain the difference between goals and systems. We have talked about how having a goal is great, but nothing really happens with that goal until you create a system or a process to make the goal a reality. So here's where it gets cool, though, because then James talks about the third and deepest level of change, and that's about changing your identity. So this level is about changing what you believe, changing your worldview, your self-image, judgments about yourself and others. So outcomes, that's the first layer, are about what you get. Processes, the second layer, or systems, are about what you do. And identity, the third layer, is about what you believe. So let's go back to where he says that we are trying to change the wrong thing. Most people begin the process of changing their habits by focusing on what they want to achieve. James Clear calls this an outcome-based habit. So the alternative to that is to build an identity-based habit. And that's where we focus on who we want to become. So let's, let's uh, share an example. So two people are resisting a cigarette. They're obviously trying to break the habit of being a smoker. So the first one says, 
no thanks, I'm trying to quit. That person still identifies as a smoker. They still have a deep belief that they are a smoker who is trying to be something else. They are hoping that their behavior will change even though they are still carrying around the same beliefs. The second person declines by saying, no thanks, I'm not a smoker. It's a tiny difference, but the second statement signals a shift in identity. That person no longer identifies as a smoker. So again, the differences between these two are the first one said, no thanks, I'm trying to quit. And the second one said, no thanks, I'm not a smoker. Now, you may think that this is woohoo and that the difference is so small, but this is powerful. Most people don't even consider the new systems and processes that they might have to put into place to change habits, let alone changing their identity or their belief systems. So your current identity, by definition, is who you are or who you believe yourself to be. And I'm not sure if you're aware of this, but Human beings hate to change, so much so that we will resist unconsciously for sure and often consciously any change to any part of who we are, even though we know that the change would be good for us. Now, we do this because change feels scary and unknown. To our lizard brain, that's a threat. And so that lizard brain is going to fight back and say, stay where you are, even though it's terrible. And even though you don't necessarily want to be here, at least we know what we're dealing with here. So don't do it. Don't change. Don't do something different. As a result of this, many of us will do this thing where we resolve to make a change often at the beginning of the year. And then we will do whatever the new habit is for a while. But if that habit is incongruent with the beliefs that we have that make up our identity, we won't stick with it. It's hard to change your habits if you never change the underlying beliefs that led to your past behavior, the one you want to change. You have a new goal and a new plan, which are the first two levels of change, but you haven't changed who you are or who you believe you are. I mentioned last week that I'm reading the book Badass Habits by Jen Sincero. She relays a great example around habits and identity with the following. Uh, This is a phrase right out of the book. It says, in Alcoholics Anonymous, along with laying off the booze, refraining from hanging out in bars and calling your sponsor whenever you feel yourself slipping, you're also asked to anchor in your identity every time you speak at a meeting. For example, hi, I'm Janice and I'm an alcoholic. By owning the fact that you're an addict and hence cannot and will not touch a drop of alcohol, you are much more likely to successfully dump your drinking habit than if you identified yourself this way, for example. Hi, I'm Janice, and even though I wake up hungover and unsure of where I am on a regular basis, I can handle the random cocktail here and there, no problemo. So by shifting your identity to align with the habits that you're working to adopt, You prepare yourself to live in a totally new reality by erasing the inner struggle of I'm doing X, but I'm actually an imposter. So it probably won't last because it's not really who I am. So here's another passage from the book Atomic Habits, which is by my online pretend best friend, James Clear, that also discusses habits and identity. True behavior change is identity change. You might start a habit because of motivation But the only reason you'll stick with one is that it becomes part of your identity. Anyone can convince themselves to visit the gym or eat healthy once or twice, 
But if you don't shift the belief behind the behavior, then it's hard to stick with long-term changes. Improvements are only temporary until they become part of who you are. The goal is not to read a book. The goal is to become a reader. The goal is not to run a marathon. The goal is to become a runner. The goal is not to learn an instrument. The goal is to become a musician. Your behaviors are usually a reflection of your identity. What you do is an indication of the type of person that you believe that you are, either consciously or unconsciously. Research has shown that once a person believes in a particular aspect of their identity, then they are much more likely to act in alignment with that belief. When your behavior and your identity are fully aligned, you are no longer pursuing behavior change. You are simply acting like the type of person you already believe yourself to be. So all of that said, what do we do about it? What does James say is the thing that you're supposed to do when you're trying to shift your beliefs around your identity? Because it's hard to believe in something that you've never been before. So here's what he says. Number one, you want to decide the type of person that you want to be. And then number two, you want to prove it to yourself with small wins. So here's an example. Do you want to become strong? The identity of that is become the type of person who never misses a workout. And a small win you could get started with is do push-ups every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. And if you want to do an even tinier win, do one push-up every day to start and just see, or even Monday, Wednesday, Friday. It's a small win that starts to allow you to identify with becoming the type of person who never misses a workout. When you believe that identity about yourself, then you are way more likely to take on the habit of exercising regularly and becoming strong. Here's another example. Do you want to be a better friend? So the identity associated with that is become the type of person who always stays in touch. Here's a small win that you can do. Call one friend every Saturday. If you repeat the same people every three months, you'll stay close with 12 old friends throughout the year. Okay, so for me, you've heard me talk about my struggle with getting exercise to be locked in as a regular habit. So I'll think about it this way. The identity that I'm looking for is I want to be someone who doesn't miss workouts and who is a regular exerciser. So small win, I have been doing one HIIT workout once per week. So I can increase my small win by upping it to two times per week and then eventually more. I think some of the challenge that I've had and maybe you've had this too is that I think I need to do all the things all at once and then I'm doing that thing where I'm doing the behavior but I don't actually believe that I'm the type of person yet who does four or five workouts per week. So small win, I'm doing once per week. I'm the type of person who exercises, does a hit workout once per week. I believe that, it's part of my identity. Now I'm going to just add a little bit to it, add another small win. I will be the kind of person who exercises twice a week. When I get that locked in over the next few weeks, then I will increase my belief in my ability to be that person. I will change and shift my identity, which means I'm way more likely to lock in the habit. So when you want to become better at something, proving your identity to yourself is far more important than getting amazing results. This is especially true at first. So as I just said, you know, at the beginning, instead of being like, I want the results of being stronger, being more fit, being leaner, I want to be working out five days a week. I'm looking for the result. 
but I haven't shifted to a place where I truly believe yet that it's that I'm somebody who regularly works out. So the results can come later. We want to first shift the identity. So I'm thinking this is pretty powerful for me and I'm hoping you're finding it as well. When you're thinking about making a habit change, either by adding a new healthy habit or moving away from an unhealthy habit, are you thinking about what you want to do? Or are you thinking about who you want to become? That's uh, for you to mull over until I talk to you next time. And that's it for this episode of The Improvement Project. What type of person are you? What type of person do you want to become? What identity will you move toward and what beliefs will you take on so that you can finally successfully lock in the habits that you have dabbled with for potentially years? I want to know for real. Reach out to me on Instagram and send me a DM or head over to the Facebook group and let me know there. Also, in a sort of related question, have your 2021 New Year's resolutions or habits slipped at all? Are you ready to jump back in and reset? It's time to go again. We're doing another habits challenge starting Monday, February 22nd. So if you're interested in joining me, go to drpeggymalone.com forward slash challenge and sign up. For questions or comments, send an email to the improvement project at drpeggymalone.com. You can come and say hi on the socials. I'm on Instagram at drpeggymalone. You can always get my attention by using the hashtag the improvement project. And as usual, you'll find all of the resources and links that I mentioned during today's show in the show notes at theimprovementproject.com. If this episode was helpful for you at all, please be sure to tell a friend and share it with them. This is the number one way that new listeners find this podcast. So if you found it helpful or entertaining, pass it on. And we also have a Facebook group. Search for The Improvement Project on Facebook to join in on the conversation. Until next time, my friends, stay focused and get after it. Thank you for listening all the way to the end of this episode of The Improvement Project. How have your healthy habits been going so far in 2021? Did you start the year with the best of intentions that this would be the year, and then maybe you haven't been as consistent as you wanted to be with all of your New Year's resolutions? Well, that happened to me too. But I do know how habits work, and I am committed to refocusing and getting after it, and I hope that you'll join me as I double down on my efforts to move toward more good habits in the rest of this year. If you're thinking, yeah, I need to do that too, it's perfect timing. You may remember that I did a habits challenge at the beginning of the year, and I promised that we'd be doing it again. Well, it's time. I'm starting the challenge again next Monday, February 22nd, 2021, and I would love it if you would join me. If you're not sure what I'm talking about, I have put together a fun free habits challenge that we can do together to jump back into this year and take tiny steps toward really locking in one good habit. From Monday, February 22nd to Friday, February 26th, 2021, I will encourage you to pick one new healthy habit and do it every day for five days. It can be making your bed, moving your body, drinking more water, meditating, eating something green, practicing gratitude, or whatever you want. Pick the healthy habit that you want to move toward in 2021 and do it for five days in a row. That's it. Easy, right? Are you in? Okay. Go to drpeggymalone.com forward slash challenge and sign up with your name and email address and I'll immediately send you your habits challenge guidebook so you can jump back into your healthy habit journey. From February 22nd to February 26th, I'll show up every day in your email inbox as well as on the socials to keep you motivated and on track as you take your first five baby steps toward locking in a new healthy habit in 2021. 
And to make it extra fun, we are going to play a game of Habits Bingo. I'll encourage you to challenge yourself even more through the five days to move toward good, healthy habits. And if you join in, you can win awesome prizes. Now, if you happen to be listening to this episode after February 22nd, 2021, you can still go to drpeggymalone.com forward slash challenge, and you can sign up on the waiting list for the next challenge. So again, if you are listening to this before February 22nd, go to drpeggymalone.com forward slash challenge to sign up and let's get after it.